Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Father. God is so good. So good to see you all here this morning. Hallelujah. So glad that you're watching us today. And uh, give, our, give our audience that watches us each week, give them a hand. Thank you for joining us and being a part of our church family week in and week out. You know, it's just amazing just the people that we encounter and come across that that watch us from all over the world each week and sit in front of their their televisions at home in different states, different countries. You know, we get reports have gotten testimonies from Spain and Africa. Annette and I were in in Africa and we were in a um, in a play area called Masamara, which is a which is cl- connected close to the Serengeti and. And we were there and we, we had, it was the end of a, a trip we had done and we usually do some rest right there at the end of the, under, end of our trips. And, and we were there and we go into this restaurant and, and there's this guy named Martin. He, he, he sat, he sees it, he sees it, he goes, Pastor Justin? I'm like, I'm like, well, it's like, does my reputation precede me? I don't know. But he goes, he goes, me and, me and, was it my daughter or son? His daughter, we watch you every Sunday. And they live in the middle of, you have to take a plane to, and, and land on a dirt strip to get here. <laughs> but yet they watch us from all over the world. And, and we have so many people that even, even, you know, you know, that, that watch, watch us and over a period of time and, you know, for a couple of years and they let, and God puts in their heart to, you know, move to Texas, you know, move to Texas and become part of Heritage of Faith. There's some here. I know your story. Some of you are here from different states and just because, because of that. So, so don't discount you know, we don't want to discount or neglect our church family that watches us by internet. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm so uh, ready to get in the Word today. I had, um, a lot of times when I prepare and, and do series, there's kind of like a, kind of have like a theme. I know, sometimes I know kind of like where things might go, might not have it studied out yet. And, and so I had things in, in a specific direction that I, I thought we were going to deal with, I'm talking about in the day of His power, but... Um, but yesterday when I woke up, I, I just sensed a, a shift, um, some things that I needed, that needed to be spoken and things that need to be declared over our church family. Um, but also, um, you know, there's the sower sows the word, you know, everything will always be established with the word being preached first. You know, think about the woman with the issue of blood for a moment. We know in the one, one verse, she said, it said that, you know, if I, she said, she kept saying to herself, if I touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. So she had to have received a word at some point. There had to be in a word that she received at some point for even to her to even say to herself. And, and I love my wife's revelation of this, that she had a revelation of the book of Isaiah which said that the Messiah would come and would have healing in his wings. And it's not talking about wings you fly with, but it's talking about the, the, the high priest garment at the bottom, the high priest garment. And that was the, 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 the eagles, the, the wings that, that would, they, that's what they would call the shadow of that. And, and touching the hem of that, that would bring, that would bring healing. So there had to be a word sown first. But all, that works in the negative and that also works in the positive. Wherever we're at, whatever we're facing, whatever we're going through, are we, what word are we meditating on? What word are we giving ourselves to? What word? 
And there's some things that I just that I just kept when I woke up yesterday morning and then again this morning, just some things that just kept bubbling up in my heart. And 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 so I, I believe that God is going to have some uh, some great wisdom for us today. And I, I believe it's something that we so not just so here in those, but but into the atmosphere of our community. Now, I want to read the prophetic word that our apostle, Dr. Savelle, he's ministering in Virginia today. And, and so, Father, we just lift up Dr. Savelle to you today, and we just thank you as he ministers in Virginia. We thank you that he operates in the fullness of that gifting of the apostle. I thank you that he operates in the seeing and the knowing. I thank you for divine protection as he goes and as he returns home. We declare that he is always in the right place at the right time, connected with the right people. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, in this prophetic word, I want to encourage you that you can go online. You go to heritageoffaith.com backslash events. And you look for the graphic that says Abundant Overflow 2021. If you click on that, you can, you can download that. You can put that on your phone. So you can read this word that was given to us for this church body, for this church family. It says this. It says, A new era has begun and more and more signs and wonders will be seen in 2021. For those who will heed my voice and obey my words, they'll experience my goodness and my power as never seen nor heard. They'll see the fruit of their faithfulness come bursting forth. I like the sound of that. They'll see the fruit of their faithfulness come bursting forth. And they'll prosper and flourish like never before. Abundance and overflow, that's what they'll see. I'll bring it to pass because of their love and their obedience to me. No longer will their enemy have the upper hand, for my spirit is moving and an outpouring of my power has come upon the land. Many triumphant victories will mark this new era. It's what I planned, so rest in me. Miracle after miracle, that's what I'll do. Decree it and receive it and know that it's true. Hallelujah. Now let's go ahead and do that. It says, it says decree it and receive it. Can you say, say that miracle after miracle, that's what I'll do. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And this is know that it's true. Refuse to be swayed by what's said in the news. With me on your side, how can you lose? So stay with my word. It's faithful and true. I'll bring it to pass and great things I will do. Yes, a new era is here. It's already begun and I plan marvelous things in 2021. Abundant overflow is the order of the day. So rest assured it's on its way. Your adversary can't stop. What I've already decreed, so stay in faith and get ready to receive. Allow no one to discourage you by what they say. Keep looking to me and I'll have my way. See, I'm sowing this word that was sown into us. Allow no one to discourage you. There, there's those here. There's those watching by, you're watching from home and there's discouragement that is, that is trying to weigh heavy on you. There is a heaviness in our communities. There's a heaviness that's, that's in the world, but, but that not ought to be in the church. (laughs) Allow no one to discourage you by what they say. I was talking to, you know, uh, our pastor, uh, and our director over all of Africa the other day and John Dixon. And we were talking about some things and he, and he, and he said this to me and it really, he said, he goes, don't discount the spiritual things that are happening in the earth to, uh, to not affect the believer. 
And so sometimes we may not realize it and sometimes we may not understand it, but there's a lot of times that, that the spirit that, that's, that's resting in the world can affect us and our attitudes as believers and not realize it. But that's why you and I have to come up to God's way of seeing things. Then it says this, tell my people they need to remain strong and stay close to me. And that's been my encouragement my last several times with you. It says, tell my people they need to remain strong and stay close to me so they'll not be deceived by the enemy. Now listen to this. His attacks will intensify. Now, it doesn't say might. Now, I'm not going to preach doom and gloom this morning, all right? But this, this, this has to be a sobering reality to us as, as believers that this, this says his attacks will intensify. But then it says this, and he'll try to prevail. His attacks will intensify and he will try to prevail. So if you're being run by fear right now or you have so many things coming against you, realize where the attack comes from and realize where your help comes from. His attacks will intensify and I like it. He'll try to prevail. But my power is greater and it shall not fail. Hallelujah. Can, can we, can, can we, can you say that after me? He says his tax will intensify and he'll try to prevail, but my power is greater and it shall not fail. Hallelujah. 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 So we're, we're not, we're not, we're not saying that tax won't come and we're not saying that he won't try to prevail, but we're saying what we're saying is that his power is greater and his power shall not fail. Then it says this, fear not, nor be fretful over whatever shall come. So that means some things are going to come. But what does it tell us? Fear not, nor be fretful. Fear not, nor be fretful. Hallelujah. Of whatever shall come. Why? The battle is mine and I've already won. And so many of these statements, I'm like, there's like sermons, like each, I mean, it's. It says, contrary to what you'll see and what you shall hear. That means we're going to see things and we're going to hear things. 2021 will be a great year. Let me, then I'll, I'll get in my, what the word we have today. It says this last thing. He says, a great shaking and a great sh- shifting and a great displacing will take place in your nation. And then immediately following, there will be a great awakening and a great outpouring. And I love the definition that Dr. gave us for outpouring. A sudden, rapid flow and barrage of God's spirit God's power, God's anointing, God's love, and God's blessing. Amen. Give him a shout of praise if you believe that word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Go to Psalms 24. Psalms 24. Yeah. 
He shall not, the enemy shall not prevail against me. Now I want to I want to declare two two scriptures and then we'll read this. I'm going to speak two scriptures. One I already did during communion. One is Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Impossible. Why am I a word of faith preacher and make no apologies for it? Because it's impossible to please God without it. Salvation is impossible without it. Faith is in our heart and faith is in our mouth. Paul said it's the word of faith that I preach. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder, a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. A rewarder. A rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So it's out of my pursuit that causes me to walk in greater things. Now, there's nothing that I could do to earn salvation except believe it and receive it. But as a believer... There are some things that as I walk in this life and I walk in the earth that I acquire and then I possess through my pursuit after him. Now, it's not earning anything. It's not earning anything. We're not earning a place with God. We're not earning prosperity. We're not earning healing. We're not earning these things. These are an outflow of our relationship with our heavenly father. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And this is what I believe the church that we need to find ourselves in this season that we're in, that we are diligently pursuing him, pursuing his word, pursuing our call, pursuing the unbeliever, pursuing, constantly pursuing What does that mean? That means I'm not satisfied with where I am. I'm not sitting back and saying whatever will be, um, but I'm out on the edge of my seat pursuing him with all of my heart, all of my soul, all of my strength and everything that I have within me. Psalms 91 says, he that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And it says, I will say, I will say of the Lord that he is my refuge. What are you saying about where you're at? What are you saying about who God is in your life? See, here Moses is writing in Psalm 91 and he's saying, I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And under under the shadow of the Almighty is where I abide. And, and, and it's in that place where he says, I will say of the Lord that he's my refuge. 
Who is God in your life today? Who is God in your life when everything's going great? And who is God in your life when things may be falling apart? Let's look at Psalms 24, verse 3. It says, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? And who, who shall stand in his holy place? He that had clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. We talked about this last week. It says, he shall receive the blessing of the Lord. Meaning, he that's seeking God, he that he that's, uh, has a pure heart, meaning not, there's nothing between you and God, that you have one pursuit. It says, he shall receive the blessing of the Lord and righteous from the God of his salvation. And it says, this is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face. And it says this, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, you age everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. See, this is, this is the generation that seeks the Lord. You know, and he says, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Now, there's several things that I could bring out here, but there's one thing you have to understand, and there's a lot of ways that you could translate gates here. But for the sake of what we're dealing with today is, for instance, John chapter 10 verse 1 and verse 2, talks about that the thief, thief tried to come up, but he tried to come up another way. But there's a shepherd that would come that he had to come the right way. He had to come through the right door. And what were we talking about? Meaning, meaning the Messiah, the shepherd had to come through man. He had to come through the doorway of humanity. The thief tried to come up another way, but, but, but you can't get there that way. So I'm just throwing that out there because I want you to see that the gates that we can, we can see in one aspect, the gates, what are the gates? Lift up your heads, O ye gates. And be ye lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. I, I want you to see that our hearts are a doorway. Your heart can be a doorway. The question is, what are you looking towards and what are you looking at? And according to this, this generation that seeks the Lord, it talks about this, lift up you, lift up you gates, you everlasting, lift up your gates and be, lift up you everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in. Meaning it's what I'm doing with my heart. It's what I'm doing with my heart that causes the king of glory to come in. And then it says, who is the king of glory? See, if you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you opened up a doorway. You opened up an avenue for the king of glory to come in. Then it tells us, who is this king of glory? And I love the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. So whatever you're facing right now, whatever you're going through, whatever symptoms you might have, whatever we're dealing with in our world, I want you to know that we will prevail. I want you to know that we will prevail. We will prevail. Say that with me. I will prevail. 
He, why? Because the king of glory. He is the Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. I mean, we are in a war. And it's a war between light and dark. It's a world, be, it's, it's a war between, between the, the God of this tor- world trying to blind men's eyes. But I'm telling you, we have a king of glory today. We have a king of glory today. So I want to encourage you, lift up your heads, all ye gates, be lifted up, you everlasting doors, that the king of glory may come in. And who is this king of glory? He is the Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. The Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts. What does that mean? That means the Lord of the angel armies. Hallelujah. The king of glory. See, when we lift up our eyes, when we lift up our heart, when we pursue him, we seek after him. What happens? The king of glory comes in. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord lifts up a standard against him. See, when you choose to turn your heart towards the father, when you choose to turn your heart and lift up your head where your help comes from, the king of glory comes in. And who he's the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. He's the Lord of hosts, the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands for a moment and just say, King of glory, come in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The King of glory, come in. Let's go to Psalms 89. Psalms 89. Hallelujah. Verse 15, I'm going to read this in the Amplified. It says, blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied are the people who know the joyful sound. (laughs) Blessed are the people who know the joyful sound, who understand and appreciate the spiritual blessings symbolized by the feasts they walk. O Lord, in the light and the favor of your countenance. Uh, King James says this, Blessed is the people who know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of your presence. Hallelujah. Blessed are the people that know the joyful sound. Do you know the joyful sound? (laughs) Some of you do. Hallelujah. It says, we will walk in the light and favor of your countenance. So it's the people that know the joyful sound that will walk in the light of his countenance. See, you have to know the sound in order to walk in the light of his countenance. Verse 16, in your name, they rejoice all the day and your righteousness. They are exalted. Mm. The king of glory in your name, they rejoice all the day. And it may, maybe that joyful, that joyful sound is, is that the rejoicing? Yeah. 
Because they know the name. In your name, they rejoice all the day. And in your righteousness, they are exalted. For you are the glory of their strength. You are the glory of their strength, their proud adornment. And by your favor, our horn is exalted and we walk with uplifted faces. What does this mean? For you are the glory of their strength and by your favor, our horn. The word horn means power. By your favor, our power is exalted and we walk with uplifted faces. See, you're not going to walk with an uplifted face if you don't know who he is. You're, you're not going to walk with an uplifted face if you're constantly talking about what's happening with coronavirus and what's going in our world and what's happening in politics and what this is saying and who said this and what happened there. You will not know the joyful sound. You'll be more acquainted with the sound of the enemy than you will by the sound of our king. See, it's in his name that they rejoice. Why? Because you are the glory of our strength. There's a strength that needs to come on the inside of a believer. There's got to be a spiritual strength. Verse 18, for our shield belongs to the Lord and our king to the Holy One of Israel. Once you spoke in a vision to your devoted ones and said... I have endowed one who is mighty, a hero, giving him the power to help, to be a champion for Israel. I have exalted one chosen from among the people. Oh, thank you, Father. Once you spoke in a vision to your devoted ones and said, I've endowed one. Who is mighty. I love this. A hero given him the power to help. To be a champion for Israel. Or you can say God's people. I have exalted one chosen from among the people. Now look at verse 20. I have found David my servant. With my holy oil. Have I anointed him. With my holy oil have I anointed him. Verse 21. With whom my hand shall be established and ever abide. Now when it said this. With whom my hand shall be established and ever abide. Now I know that he's not just referring to David their king. Because we know that David wouldn't live forever. Verse 22, the enemy shall not exact from him or do him violence or outwit him. (laughs) Nor shall the wicked afflict and humble him. See, this is the Messiah. See, who, who is the one chosen among men? It's our Messiah. Who was the one that he endowed who is mighty? It's the Messiah. Who is the one that was chosen from among the people? It was the Messiah. Who is the one that he he anointed with holy oil? He anointed him. It's the Messiah. Who would be the one that his hand would be established and would ever abide? It's our Messiah. 
Who could see? We know the enemy outwitted David. Why? Because we know his lifestyle. But this, it says the enemy shall not exact from him or do him violence and outwit him. Meaning the enemy cannot outwit my Jesus. The enemy cannot outwit my savior. Verse 23, he says, I will beat down his foes before his face and smite those who hate him. <laughs> I, see, right now you have to, you have to see that Jesus, the enemy, Jesus already beaten down our enemy. He already won. <laughs> Your enemy is defeated. That's why he can't prevail against you. So no matter what you're facing right now, he can't prevail against you. It does not matter what it is. He cannot prevail against you. Why? Because there's one chosen that is mighty. And he is our king of glory that is mighty in battle. <clears throat> Verse 24, and he says, my faithfulness and my mercy and loving kindness shall be with him. And in my name shall his horn be exalted. Great power and prosperity shall be conferred upon him. My faithfulness and my mercy and loving kindness shall be with him. Who? The one that was chosen. And my name shall his horn, his power be exalted. Thank you, Father. Who is our king of glory. He is mighty in battle. Let his might be apparent in our lives as believers. There has to be something different about our lives, something different on our lives. And it is his might. It is his ability. Blessed are those that know the joyful sound. Thank you, Father. Go to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Hallelujah. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. Mighty in battle. Now remember this is talking about David. He said, David my chosen. The one that I anointed with holy oil. I anointed him. Let's look at verse 3 of Romans 1. He says this. Concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord which was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh, but yet, yet declared to be the son of God with power. So I wanted to connect this because I want you to see that he was talking about Jesus, that Jesus is the seed of David. But that was according to the flesh. But then it says, and he declared to be the son of God with power. So this one that was declared in the flesh to be the seed of David at the same time, this Jesus, this king of glory should be established to be with power. Say that with me with power. See, when we let the king of glory come in, we're letting power come in. When we invite the king of glory and you allow and you open up the, the gate and you give the king of glory entrance and access into your life, then what happens is the one who is mighty to save comes in. Let's go to Galatians chapter one. He's mighty. He's mighty in battle. The enemy cannot prevail against you. He cannot prevail against you. Hallelujah. 
Galatians chapter 1. For the sake of time, I'll just read verse 12. Actually, we need verse 11 also. It says, For I want you to know, brethren, that the gospel which was proclaimed and made known by me is not man's gospel. It's not a human invention according to our pattern after human standard. Meaning the gospel that I brought to you didn't come from man. Didn't come from man. It is not man's standard. Verse 12 says, For indeed, I did not receive it from man, nor was I taught it. But it came to me through a direct revelation given by Jesus Christ. See, man can teach you things. Man can try to tell you what your identity is. Man can try to label you. Man can plant seed in your heart to deceive you. Man, man's ways, man's ideas, what man is saying can dictate how you see situations. See, if you're consumed by nothing but natural things then what happens, that's going to shape your revelation. But that's why it was so important that Paul said, said, I didn't receive it from man, nor was I taught it by man, but he said, I received it as a direct revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, I want you to see something that there's two ways that you can see this. One, that I received a revelation from Jesus Christ, but more what I want us to see this morning, that he got a revelation of Jesus Christ. What happened on that road to Damascus? Paul got a revelation of Jesus Christ. And there's so many people that are sitting in churches and sitting in pews and, and, and sitting there, but they still don't have a revelation of Jesus Christ. They have a revelation of religion, a revelation of, of what the world has tried to deposit on who God is. But when you get a revelation of who Jesus is, you will be forever changed. See, when Apostle Paul, he said, I received this as a direct revelation of Jesus Christ. And when the apostle, when we wrote back there, see, when you get a direct revelation of Jesus Christ, you will now know what the joyful sound is. A direct revelation of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, over 27 years, I've received greater revelation of who Jesus Christ is. Revelation of Jesus. Hey, man will disappoint you. Circumstances will try to, to shape. See, that's why it says, it says, don't allow the world to fit you into its mold. Romans 1, uh, 12, 2. But be renewed, renewed in the spirit of your mind. So you know the good and the acceptable and the perfect will of God. See, the world will try to conform you to an attitude, conform, conform you to a belief. But yet, what do we need to be conformed to? The king of glory. A direct revelation of Jesus 
Christ. Let's go to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. Thank you, Father. Verse 13. It says, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? I mean, what is man saying about me? You know, there's all sorts of things that... that Society will try to tell you who Jesus is. Oh, he's a fable. He's a myth. He's a tall tale. He's a, oh, he's just this religious figure. Oh, he's just this or he's just that. And, you know, especially if you go to universities, everything they teach is not really to give you an education, but to indoctrinate you with progressive thinking. What is progressive thinking? It's, 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 it's that you can do life apart from someone greater. That we don't need God. So here, who, who do men say that? And they're like, well, people are saying this and people are saying that. But he goes, who do you say that I am? See, it's not what I think about him, but it's what do you think about him? As much as I want to tell my, 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 our children uh, about, about Jesus or about who Jesus is to me, the most important thing is for them to come to a place, for them to know who he is to them. Who is he? And Simon Peter answered, he said, well, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. Blessed are you. Empowered to prosper are you. Blessed are you. Highly favored are you, Simon. You see, when you know who he is, it opens up an avenue for blessing to flow in your life. When you know who the King of glory is. Blessed are you. So, I mean, because you know who, who I am, it now opens you up to an empowerment in your life. It says, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but what? My Father, which is in heaven. You see, you can't allow the world to shape our understanding of the church. We can't allow the world to shape our idea, identity if the church is essential or not. And we take precaution. I'm use. I'm not. I'm not discounting. But I'm saying the world can't dictate. And I love this verse 18. And I haven't seen this before. And and Jesus says this. Says this. And I say also unto you. I say also unto you that you are Peter. I saw this in a new way that. It was amazing that when Peter declares who Jesus is, Jesus turns around and declares who he is. Where did Peter get his revelation from the Father? 
Where did Jesus get his revelation of who Peter is from the Father? See, it's when you open up to the King of glory, the one that's strong and mighty, that he reveals who you are. And to where the world, everyone has labeled you just like, like with everyone, just like with Peter, Simon Barjona, meaning, meaning a reed that's easily shaken and a reed that's easily, easily swayed back and forth. All of a sudden, because of this revelation, Jesus says to him, and you are Peter, you are a rock. You see, when you know who he is, then God can reveal who you are. And I'm telling you, then God can say back to you that you are Peter, that you are, you are a rock, that you are immovable. And see that when we know who Jesus is, it causes us to be immovable in our lives. I'm telling you, the enemy will not prevail against us. Why? Because the King of glory has come in and he is the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Thank you, father, man. Um, let me close with this. I've got other scriptures, but let's go to, um, Let's go to Hebrews 2. Hebrews 2. You see, when you know where your help comes from, you won't be talking about your problem. You'll be talking the promise. Verse 7, it says, for some little time you have ranked him a little lower. I'm reading the Amplified. For some time you have ranked him lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor, and you set him over the work of your hands. Verse 8, for you have put everything in subjection under his feet. Now in putting everything in subjection to man, he left nothing outside of man's control. But at present, we do not yet see all things subjected to man. Now, listen, get it. This is amazing revelation. If you understand this, he's saying, he's saying, I, I've given, I've given everything to man that he needs. It says he, he left nothing outside of man's control, Patty. But then he says, but at present, meaning right now, right now. We're not seeing everything subjected to man, meaning we're not seeing man operate in his authority. But then verse nine says, but we're able to see Jesus. Meaning we can't see, we can't see everything that's going on with man and we've given him all power and authority, but was it, but we're able to see Jesus. And then it tells us on how Jesus looked at situations it says, but we're able to see Jesus who was ranked lower than the angels for a little while. He was crowned with glory and honor because of, uh, because of his having suffered death in order that by this grace, this unmerited favor of God to us sinners, he might experience death for every individual per- person. For it was an act worthy of God and fitting to the divine nature that he, Jesus, for whose sake and by whom all things have their existence, in bringing many sons into glory, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect, should bring to maturity the human experience necessary to be perfectly equipped for his office as high priest through suffering. Verse 11, for both he who sanctifies, 
making men holy, and those who are sanctified all have one father. For this reason, he's not ashamed to call them brethren. See, he's still talking about what Jesus did. For he says, for he says, for Jesus says, I will declare the father's name to my brethren in the midst of the worshiping congregation. I will sing hymns of praise to you. This is what Jesus does. Jesus says, I will declare your father's name to my brethren in the midst of the congregation. I will sing hymns of praise to you. What is Jesus doing? Jesus is singing praises. Verse 13. And again, he says, talking about Jesus, my trust. This is what Jesus is saying. My trust and assured reliance and confident hope shall be fixed in him. And yet again, here am I in the children whom God has given me. Verse 14, since therefore these his children share in flesh and blood, in the physical nature of human beings, he himself in a similar manner partook of the same nature, that by going through death, he might bring to naught and make no effect of him who had the power of death, that is the devil. And also that he might deliver and completely set free all those who through the fear of death were healed in bondage throughout their whole course of their lives. For as we all know, he, Christ, did not take hold of angels, the fallen angels, to give them a helping and delivering hand. But he did take hold of the descendants of Abraham to reach out to them a helping and a delivering hand. Now, I know that was a lot of scriptures to sow into our hearts. But what I want you to see is what is Jesus doing? He's making a joyful sound in the midst of the congregation. He's worshiping. Hallelujah. And see, if we understood that Jesus made a way for us, the King of glory made a way for each one of us. And he reached out to us and he gave us a delivering hand. I'm telling you, he is the King of glory. The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Who is the king of glory? Say, the enemy will not prevail against us. He will not prevail against you. Because the king of glory, because the king of glory is made available for each one of us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. The battle has already been won. The battle has already been won because he is our king of glory. Father, I thank you for your word today. And I thank you that it quickens us, it strengthens us, and it empowers us. I thank you for being our king of glory. And I thank you that your glory is present in this place and is present in every home or car, no matter where people are watching today. And I thank you that your glory, your anointing, your power and your grace and strength is equipping and is, is equipping every heart, strengthening every life. I thank you that that glory is healing bodies right now. It's bringing hope right now. 
Today, we lift up our hearts and we allow the King of glory to come in. Just for a moment, just lift your hands. Just in your own heart, make that declaration. Make that declaration that say, Lord, I open my heart for the King of glory to come in. Come into my home. Come into my community. Come into my life. Come in to my children. Come in over every area of my life. Thank you for being strong and mighty in this hour. Thank you for being strong and mighty. I thank you that right now lungs are being strengthened. I thank you right now. I thank you that, 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 that strength is coming into backs right now. I thank you where, where there's someone on the right elbow where, where it's been weak, it's been, it's been painful, it's been hurting. I think as you stretch that out, I thank you that the glory of God is going to quicken that and you'll be able to move it free from pain. The King of glory coming in, the King of glory, the Lord that's strong and mighty, strong and mighty, strong and mighty, strong and mighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Right where you're standing. Hallelujah. Maybe you're home sitting down because you've been in severe pain. Just just start bending over. Start bending over. Start bending over. The king of glory coming in. The king of glory that's strong and mighty. Hallelujah. The Lord's strong and mighty. Hallelujah. I thank you that the anointing destroys every yoke and removes every burden. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Mm. The King of glory, the Lord strong and mighty. Blessed are the people that know the joyful sound. And we will know the joyful sound. We will make the joyful sound when we know the King of glory. Do you know the King of glory this morning? Well, go ahead and make a joyful sound. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you for your goodness. Hallelujah. 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 Blessed are the people that know the joyful sound. Woo. You receive this this morning? Hallelujah. The enemy will not prevail against us. He will not prevail against you. Point to someone and tell them that. The enemy will not prevail against you. The enemy will not prevail against you. Enemy will not prevail against you. And you watching at home, the enemy will not prevail against you. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah.